On January 2nd, the first UFC event of the year features two of the most exciting fighters of all time. UFC welterweight champion Ruthless Robbie Lawler defends his title against the natural-born killer, former champ Carlos Condit. UFC 195, live January 2nd from MGM Grand Garden Arena. This is crazy! It's just awesome to be a part of it. I'm, I'm glad I jumped in and believed in. It wasn't ever really about um, being famous. It was about competing and, and pushing myself. I actually didn't want to be famous. It's. I love to compete. I love to fight. I've, I've been doing martial arts pretty much my whole life, and uh, it was a way for me. To, I was like, hold on a second. You're telling me I can kick, I can wrestle, I can punch, I can do all these things. Put me in. That, that's how it was. It wasn't like a, I'm going to be the star of the world. I'm, I, I love those aspects. I've been doing this my whole life. And it, guess what? It wasn't because my dad pushed me into it. It wasn't because coaches pushed me into this sport. It was because I liked wrestling because it was combat. I loved boxing because it was combat. And, Somehow I moved to Bettendorf, Iowa, where they were doing all these things that I loved. So it was just a natural thing for me to go, hey, I'm going to jump right into this. And it wasn't like a, a popular decision with, with people, my family, and like, they're like, what? What are you doing? Mixed martial arts? Like, you're going to... A teacher of mine, I was a year out of, uh, this is a funny story, out of high school, and she's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm, I go, oh, I'm doing mixed martial arts. Um, she's like, what's that? I go, oh, it's whatever. She goes, oh, that'll make you money like none. And I, and I was thinking, I don't really care. I like doing this. So... This is just kind of a funny story to look look at it now. Wasn't very nice. Yeah, it wasn't. As, <laughs> as a teacher who's supposed to be like, hey, go out there and like, do your thing. The goal is to be the best fighter in the world. Uh, when you look at your specific skill set, uh, I think we've talked to you before where it comes down to just refining things that you're good at. Uh, do you try to grow? Do you try to bring in other elements of the game to try to grow in that area as well? Or do you have the Robbie Lawler style? Let's just be famous. No, it's, I've always had the Robbie Lawler style, which is go out there and hurt people and, and beat them up. But it's, it's fine-tuning my skills. Hey, don't do that there. Do this instead. And you're like, holy shit. Like, that was so easy. I don't even have to drill that. I can do that like right now. So it's a lot of those things. It's like, hey, just do this in that position. You're like, man, I so wish someone showed me that like 10 years ago. So it's a lot of those things. But, yeah, I'm obviously adding stuff to my game. But more or less, I'm sharpening things. Stuff that I used in the past, I'm bringing those tools out, sharpening them, and getting them ready to use. When you're at American Top Team and you work with a teammate or a coach and they show you something new, uh, are you the type that wants to use it right away? Um, here's the thing. I'm the type that they're showing me stuff that are that's going to be utilized right away. It's not like they're like, hey, let's do this double backflip, triple axle, axe kick. It's like, hey, I saw that you're in this position. 
a lot. How about you just do this, and then you're like, oh man, I'm gonna use that like right now. It's so yeah, I can, most of the stuff people show me, it's I'm, I'm gonna be able to use it. I think uh, fans and, and media, when they heard about this fight being put together, very similar to, to the Nick Diaz Carlos fight, expected everybody, the, the two fighters, to come together and clash in the center of the cage. Do you expect Carlos to move forward? Do you expect more of a point game to try to win? Um, I'm not really expecting anything out of him. Um, I'm going to go out there and, and fight. I feel like uh, my coach is putting together a grain plan. I'm, I'm in shape. I'm going to focus on what I'm doing. Do you, do you always try to execute game plan? We've heard fighters say, well, this is it's kind of a general game plan, and then I go back to my default setting. <laughs> um, I'm always in my game. I fight a certain way. I have a lot of... Uh, things I, I can do um, so my game plan is is based on my skill set my strengths and uh, it's going to work out well uh, mentally you seem very very strong has that always been the case or have you developed it um, yeah I've always been very uh, very strong obviously doing this for 15 years and and pushing yourself, but the better you get, the more mentally strong you are. You heard a lot of fighters say that there's a lot of self-doubt throughout the journey. Has there ever been any self-doubt? <laughs> That's uh, no. It's it's my coaches are doing a great job with me. I've I've, I've been doing this forever, and and when I didn't really know anything, guess what? <laughs> I believed in myself. Now I have skills. Now I have techniques. Why would there be self-doubt? What does it mean to be free in the cage? Um, it's one of those things where uh, when I go in there, I'm, I'm able to showcase my skills. Uh, my coaches, my training partners have pushed me to uh, do things that... Uh, that the other fighter is not going to like, and uh, it's going to be awesome. Being a family man, has that changed your approach to the game at all? Not, not really, because I've always been. It's, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. Like fighting is very, uh, and competing is is very selfish. Like plain and simple. Like for me to like. I have to focus on myself for the betterment of my family. Like, for my family to have more and get all these things, I have to be selfish. But, so, it's it's kind of like a give and take, and uh, it'll be over someday, and all the hard work and, and all the sacrifice is going to pay off. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely... You're selfish, even if your family is around, and but you, but you have to take breaks and you have to uh, let them know uh, that they're loved. But yeah, it's 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 a it's a hard uh, line to. Is it difficult for them to understand? Uh, maybe my son because he's young, but like my wife, she she understands. She knows. She sees the uh, journey she's been around, and um, yeah, my, my son doesn't really like the trips. Doesn't understand it, but he's young, so. Um, just that I'm gonna do what it takes to uh, get the victory, and I'm I'm not gonna back down. I'm gonna be right in your face, and if, if you want to fight, let's do it. So there was a time in your career. Um, 
when you were thought as like a really strong striker, but you were susceptible to, to submissions. Uh, Carlos Condit was known as one of the best submission guys in the game um, before he started standing and striking a lot more. Do you think that Carlos may look at your past and think that maybe that's the way to beat you? Um, I'm not really like uh, worried about what what his strategy is. Uh, my coaches kind of worry about those things and 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 implement game plans and work on certain things. So guess what I do? I just show up for work and and they put me in positions that I need to be strong in and then. I work on those positions, I'm technical in those positions, I'm strong in those positions, and if I'm in those positions, I'm not going to get tired, so those positions are going to be my positions. And what positions are there when you when it comes all to breaking down? All, all of them. You can't leave one stone unturned. It comes down to working on all aspects. I'm not going to go, oh man, I need to work on this and that and this and this and then, hey, what about all these other things? You can't focus on this thing. What if plan A is gone and there's you know it's just you have to be a mixed martial artist you have to be strong everywhere looking back at UFC 189 it seemed like it pushed you to a level that you hadn't previously been before maybe in terms of perception at least you know the way that people viewed you as a fighter everyone knew that you you were tough and incredibly dangerous and a, a strong champion but that fight with Rory McDonald really seemed to push you push you into another another stratosphere how how, how did that fight affect you personally um it just came down to uh, it was a testament to my coaches and, and training partners in the past and in the present and uh, I was able to showcase not just my skill set it's easy to go out there and watch a fight and, and be like man this guy does this, he moves this way he's tall, he's rangy but to showcase your heart and your soul in a fight in front of that many fans and, and on that stage, it, it was awesome. And there was a moment in that fight, I think it was I think it was at the end of the fourth, fourth round, yeah. you and Rory basically stopped, stared at each other. It felt like a good few seconds before you eventually went back to your corners. What was going through your mind at that exact point? I'm just ready to fight, man. Are we, are we going to fight? Or are you going to are you going to move around? Kind of thing is what I was what I was thinking in my head. If just go back and watch that fight, tell me what you think and. The, the minutes before that uh, stare down and it was I just felt good I wanted to freaking fight and uh, yeah it was just one of those moments where let's just throw the bell out and just keep going so was the defense <laughs> to you more gratifying than winning it about just about a year ago exactly that first defense uh, no they were different they, they were uh, two totally different things um, one was like you won the belt and one was more like you've arrived. In, in terms of Carlos as an opponent, comparing him with, uh, with Rory from your last fight, where do you see the, the similarities and differences in styles? A um, lot of similarities. Uh, they're both tall, they're both rangy, they stand a little differently, um, they're both well-rounded, good athletes. Um, a lot of similarities. This latest run for you in the UFC, I mean, it seems you've really turned your career around. You've had a career renaissance like, since you've come back to the UFC. What do you put that down to? 
it comes down to putting everything together. Um, all the years of training, all the years of wrestling, kickboxing, boxing, taekwondo, scrapping, lifting weights, sprinting, jogging, swimming, all of it kind of finally hitting like a point where then I moved down to American Top Team and they're like, man, you, my coach is like, you have a lot of ability and a lot of skills. Now I want to fine tune you. Was there like a, like a light bulb moment, you know, where it's like, light bulb goes like, right, this is it, this is me now, I'm at the absolute top of my game, I'm ready to dominate this welterweight division? When I came back to the UFC, that was the plan, uh, but then when I went down to American Top Team, my coach asked me, hey, what are you here for? Before I, he even said he was going to, before I even asked him, actually it was the same, we were in the sauna, and I was like, hey, uh, will you come to my fight with me? It was a week after I, I met him, and he's like, yeah, he goes, well, why are you here? And I said, because I'm going to win it all. And that was before my Koscik fight. And he knew exactly what I was, and that's why he wanted me in the first place. So it was, I just believed in myself. Carlos Condon is coming to finish. Finish, finish, finish. My game plan, go in there and knock him out. I love to fight, you know, plain and simple. You know, I, I would do it for free. I'll be thinking the same thing I have before every other fight. Chin down, hands up, go out there and take this dude out.